Hello and welcome to At Home with Ashley G. I'm Ashley Gronwald, a real estate agent, mother of three, living in Raleigh, North Carolina with my husband, Jed. I hope you will join me as we discuss all things that begin in the home, such as family, marriage, faith, parenting, organizing, and plus a sprinkle of real estate. I look forward to building a community with you as we navigate the joys of owning a home and making it our safe haven for our family. Because home is where it all begins. Hey everyone, it's Ashley Gronwald, and I have my friend Amy Hoy here with me. Um, we're going to be talking about what I think you'll really appreciate and benefit from, but how to find safe and effective products for the whole family. And you may be on a journey where this hasn't even come up for you to even start thinking about. Um, so we just hope that it just maybe starts some dialogue in your mind, and then maybe with some friends and makes you start thinking about the products you're bringing into your home and sharing with your family. And so Amy is a friend of mine. She's a client of mine. And then also she sells beauty counters. So I've, I've learned some things from her with that. And then we share this similar passion of really loving, clean and healthy products for our family. So Amy, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you live, um, your little one and yeah. tell us who you are? Sure. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ashley. Again, my name is Amy Hoy. I live in Durham, um, close to downtown. I have a husband, Mike, and a daughter, Chloe, who's six months, so new mom. Um, and like Ashley said, I work with Beauty Counter and I do a couple other things part time, but I'm really grateful to be here. Thanks for having yeah. me. Absolutely. So I have lots of questions and this time's going to go so fast. So I'm just going to jump in if that's okay. Yeah. Um, but to start off, what does it look like for you to do this in your life, to have these safe, healthy products in your home? What does it look like practically? Yeah. So I definitely have like a journey or story with the idea of finding safe products. The journey for me started back in 2015 um, at that point, I had been in recovery for an eating disorder for about eight years. Mm -hmm. And at that point, um, I had had a result of the eating disorder, which was not having my period or amenorrhea. And um, I had gotten to a place where physically and psychologically, I felt like I healed a lot. But that was one thing that stuck around. And mm -hmm. um I was really discouraged by that and just felt like um, I needed wisdom. I needed to figure out how could I let my body heal in that way. So I really started by asking God for wisdom with it and just how can I heal? Mm -hmm. And so of I went to Google and started researching online. Um, and what I came across was a lot of information just regarding products that had specifically parabens in them mm -hmm. and they would cause changes in people's hormone activity. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of felt like a light bulb went off for me. Um, and I kept reading and just found out there were a lot of harmful effects of parabens and they were in like tons of different personal care products. So I was like, maybe this is the wisdom that I was asking for. Mm -hmm. And I did like, okay, God, I'm going to get rid of all the stuff I have with parabens and I'm going to replace them and just going to see what happens. And within a week, I got my period back first time in eight years. And, um, you know, I was, I was shocked, but I also felt like, okay, there's gotta be something more to this. 
right around the same time, one of my really close friends, she started working with a clean beauty company, Beauty Counter. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot from her just like sharing with me why she started working with them. And I started using their products and I loved them. And um, I specifically really respected Beauty Counter because they had super strict standards for their formulas. And they both wanted to create safe things, but also allow them to perform. Like we don't, we want our stuff to work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I used their stuff for a couple of years and I started just trying to switch out all the things that I used on a normal basis with personal care that mm-hmm. had what I knew to be either harmful or questionable ingredients inside them. Um, and then after a couple of years, I did start working with Beauty Counter and I really just continued to make switches over time and learn more and find more good brands that are committed to safety. So That's awesome. And I think for people who maybe aren't on this journey yet, what, how would you define safe or clean product? Those might be terms that aren't really clear. Yeah, that is a great question. And uh, I think that answer would vary from person to person, which is kind of like why we're talking about this. Yeah, right. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, I'm definitely not an expert. I am not a scientist. I'm not a doctor, not a medical professional. I really just have my own personal experience. I've heard Mm -hmm. tons of anecdotal experience and I've worked with Beauty Counter and I've done a good bit of research. That's really all I'm bringing to the table. But what I would say is that a product is safe or it's clean if it's formulated without any known harmful or hazardous ingredients or also any questionable ingredients, meaning there isn't really data on whether it's safe or not. Um, And I'll break that down just a little bit because this is really important. Just what does it mean to be a safe ingredient or a safe product? Um, So, and I also, like you said, I mean, I totally get that the idea can be foreign to people. Like, what do you mean my stuff isn't safe or my stuff Mm -hmm. isn't clean? Um, I was right there too, several years ago, like I mentioned. Um, So what I've learned is that we are exposed to so many chemicals on a daily basis. Um, I think there's something like 80,000 that are on the market and a lot of them have been introduced Um, like after World War II, so within the past 70 years. And unfortunately, there is like very little information on their data for how they impact human health. And then on top of that, there's very little legal requirements uh, as far as the safety of our products and how the formulas are regulated or if an ingredient can be introduced and if it's ever tested to be safe for us or not. I think that um, the FDA bans like 11 different ingredients in the U.S. for consumers, while the European Union bans over a thousand, something like that. Um, And there hasn't been a real updated law since like 1938. I'm pretty sure that's the year. So it's very, very outdated. And with all of those chemicals that have been introduced into our manufacturing, uh, but no standard for testing, we have really seen a whole lot of health hazards on the rise, um, which can be pretty directly linked to a lot of those chemicals. So um, things like 
um, allergies, cancer, thyroid dysfunction, reproductive issues, um, asthma, eczema. I mean, the list is long and scary, but you know, we really have seen as research has been done that over time, those chemicals do cause these gradual changes in our bodies. And so we're, you know, we're starting to make a lot of associations between those ingredients and health concerns. Um, so really, ideally, a product would be safe or considered safe if it has been, if all the ingredients within it has been tested for safety. That's my personal definition. Yeah, and I think that's great. And I, I know you're getting deep into this, and I think it's awesome because I'm hoping that people listening will think this is important because I think the media talks more about clean eating Mm -hmm. but not as much about clean products. And so I often see people start with food and then it carries over into products. I think that's where my journey was. It was like, I wanted clean food that I was consuming, but then learning like the biggest organ in our body is our skin and all the things that we put on top of it that we are pulling into our body. And, and so like things, you know, you mentioned like an, an ingredient that we want to be cautious of would be a paraben. Sure. Um, like with food, it was like when I started my journey with eating cleaner, it was like I didn't want to have high fructose corn syrup, mm -hmm. MSG because of the effects on people's bodies. Um, and then like hydrogenated oils yeah. so or partially hydrogenated oils. So it was like those are the, the things that I when I would look at a label, that's what I'd look for. Now right. in this clean product world, again, for a newbie, so we don't mm -hmm. overwhelm people, if they were to go and look at their shampoo bottle or their foundation bottle, is there ingredients that you, maybe a top three, paraben sounds mm -hmm. like one of them, is there others that you would say, maybe start eliminating these as you start this journey? Yeah, that is such a great question. And I love like your comparison to food because I do feel like that's more relevant and more popular or there's been more education and awareness around our food being cleaner or at least healthy for us, right? right. Um, yeah, so I would love to share at least three maybe for people to kind of take with them, three ingredients that they would want to avoid and why and where they're typically found. Um, so I will start with parabens. I, we already have mentioned that multiple times, so we might as well kind of learn a little bit more. Um, so parabens are typically listed on a product ingredient list as methylparaben, isobutylparaben, or propylparaben. But really, like any word that ends in paraben is a paraben. Mm -hmm. And they act as a preservative in products to extend shelf life and prevent like the growth of bacteria and mold in products. And they're known endocrine disruptors. So they, they will throw off our body's mechanisms, like hormonal mechanisms, which are really important to our health. So you'll typically find parabens in things like, like shampoo, body wash, cleansers, lotions, foundations, things like that. And just since we mentioned shelf life, there is a, I don't know if people are aware, but when you look at a product, there will be a little label, kind of like a little jar that will share how long that product can last. Mm -hmm. Typically, the longer the shelf life, the more 
potentially questionable ingredients are found within okay. that product. Yeah. And then another one that I would definitely share would be the the word fragrance listed as an ingredient. So fragrance or parfum, P-A-R-F-U-M is sometimes listed instead. This is definitely something to avoid if possible because it's really an umbrella term that manufacturers use to encompass a combination of chemicals that actually create that scent or flavor and it's not regulated at all. It can mean a bunch of different things are within that product. Fragrance chemicals can include phthalates, which is a very weirdly spelled word, but phthalates are linked to birth defects and also endocrine disruption. Um, that was another one that I eliminated really quickly back in 2015. And um, chemicals in, inside that fragrance term are also associated with allergic reactions. So some type of reaction on your skin or your respiratory system. And the worst part about fragrance really is that it's found in basically all, <laughs> all types of personal care products, um, even household products, because we want them to smell nice, of course, but they're unfortunately not super nice to us, our bodies. So uh, just because it's also, I will just add, like just because that fragrance word might be denoted as natural does not mean it's actually natural or actually safe. Mm -hmm. um, just because like we already had talked about, it's not regulated and it's not tested. So that would be the second. And then um, the third I would share would be PEGS or um, it stands for polyethylene glycol, but it's listed as PEG on a product ingredient list. Mm -hmm. And um, those are compounds that typically like thicken, soften, moisturize, or are, are solvents in a product and they can be contaminated with a couple of other chemicals that are known carcinogens. I don't know how to say the chemicals very well, but um, unfortunately those are also found in things like shampoo and lotions and sunscreen, really any type of like moisturizing product. So those are also to be avoided if possible. And one thing I was gonna say with the fragrance because you know, we transitioned into cleaner products and I did find I have this like jealousy of people that when they walk by me and their clothes smell like mm -hmm. um, detergent, I'm like, oh, that must be nice because most of our detergents are so like scent scentless because yeah. they're more clean that way. But I, you know, yeah. I, I often smell people and they smell so good. And I'm like, <laughs> gotta remember this isn't necessarily good for my health, so I'm gonna, you know. But essential oil is a way of getting scent into our product. Um, I know I've seen people, uh, not that you have to go to this extreme of making your own laundry detergent or yeah. sunscreen, but you could, but just putting essential oils, yeah. lemon or things, lavender to give some smell. Cause I think that, yeah. that would probably be my, the toughest part for me is just that things don't smell as fresh and clean as all of these yeah. products that are pumped full of chemicals to make them smell that way. So that's a natural way to do it. Yeah, that's a great tip for sure. That is a natural safe scent. So Yes. Um, and then, so again, this can feel overwhelming and I don't want anybody to feel that way if they're going to start this journey. Cause I think if you just, if your takeaway is I'm just going to start 
thinking about this. That's awesome. Or I'm going to start just looking at ingredient lists. Um, I know a friend of mine had recommended an app that she uses that she just puts in the product in there and it gives it a rating. So I want to ask you um, what resources you'd recommend to somebody starting this journey. The That app is Think Dirty, which sounds yeah. funny, but Think Dirty is one and it, it rates it and tells you the things that are in it that would make it not as clean or safe. Yes, that's that's a great resource. And I'd love to share some. It's funny, like when you type in Think Dirty to the app store, you're like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to get. But yeah. Yeah, so um, Think Dirty is a great app. Their website is also great, and they do offer um, beauty subscription boxes for people who want to maybe try out a bunch of things as well, just to kind of you know share more about Think Dirty. But um, I have a, I have a bunch that I could share. I would definitely want to share the Environmental Working Group app or EWG. Their website is full of this information, really, really well-researched information and actual scientists that are on the ground with research on this stuff. But they have an app that's called Healthy Living. And really similar to the Think Dirty app, you can use the app and scan the barcode on a product and it will get, or type it in either way, um, but it will give you a rating for three different, like, different health hazards. So developmental concerns, cancer concerns, and then allergy concerns. And it will list out all the ingredients in the product and then how each ingredient scores and an overall score for your product. So I really like that one. I would also plug Beauty Counters Never List because I really enjoy that. Um, It's a list of Oh, I even want to know. I'm not sure if it's 10, 15 or 20, but some amount similar to that, where um, these are really ingredients you really want to avoid at all at all costs if you can. And on Beauty Counter's website, they have a little printable PDF that's wallet size, so you can keep it in your wallet. And I like to I like to reference that. I would also um, say that there are good videos out there, like Safe Cosmetics, the campaign for Safe Cosmetics. They have one. Uh, it's called the story of safe cosmetics and that's really eye-opening to just get a better like overview of what is happening in the industry and why this is important Um, and then of course there's lots of bloggers and organizations and companies that are really committed to to safety and performance and to sharing um, what is working for them things that you can use on a regular basis that are going to be good for you and not potentially harmful. That's awesome. I can definitely share more of those if you want and for show notes or something. Yes, that would be great. Well, and I'd love to hear your take on this. Um, I, maybe because I'm lazy or because I'm not, I don't want to do so much research on this. I kind of want it to be easy. Um, I I think that some people steer away from this because they're like, I can't even think about educating myself about all the chemicals and then knowing and then how to buy it. And then you're a new mom. I'm a mom. We're busy. Um, That I think we can just say, I'm just not going to think about it. I'm going to eat well or I'm going to exercise, but this I'm just going to leave alone. So this is kind of maybe an easy button 
lazier option, and I want to hear your input, but for products that say organic or vegan or cruelty free, or like look for any of those kind of labels on the product, I generally veer towards those mm -hmm. versus your more streamlined products that you're going to see in the very central locations in the, in the stores. Like yeah. I generally will ask somebody at the store, like, can you show me where your vegan or your organic products are? Cause it's going to be mm -hmm. a much smaller selection. So now I don't have to choose from a hundred bottles that I'm turning throughout the grocery store. Yeah. There may be five options and then looking at those bottles or right. again, I think that organic has, if they get that late, like certified organic label, they yeah. have to perform to a higher level. Yeah. But I think it could be misleading if you go with, which I, I've definitely fallen um, prey to this of like, if it just says natural, mm -hmm. that natural term is not um, as highly regulated or have the same specifications. Now I think you'll, spend more if you're buying products that are organic. But again, for me, time is money. And so if I can know that organic is held to a much higher standard and I can just go with that product. That's, that's kind of my fast way of trying to get clean products. And then if you're passionate about this and enjoy learning about it, then mm -hmm. you can maybe find more affordable options yeah. or make your own. Do you have any thoughts mm -hmm. on that? Yeah, I have lots of thoughts. I mean, I do feel like it's important to mention that when a product just has all those banners like cruelty free, vegan, um, even like SLS free, or they're mentioning certain ingredients that we might want to avoid, it doesn't mean that the whole formula is actually free of harmful or questionable right. ingredients. Yeah. So it really is important to start to understand what you want to avoid in terms of ingredients specifically. Mm -hmm. But I totally get it in, in terms of being busy and having a million other things you want to prioritize and, um, you know, not wanting to break the bank. It, that's why I really do love, like, the resources we just mentioned, those apps. And I also love finding companies like Beauty Counter or Young Living or whatever else that they have their own commitment to safety. Because mm -hmm. um, it's just, like, you know you can trust that brand, which it's, right. it's difficult to really trust if you don't um, understand the company's commitments to formulating their products. Yeah, I, I do think that you can make your own of a lot of things, but I'm personally not big in DIYing much of anything. I just the other day DIYed hand sanitizer for us, and it's the worst thing I've ever put on my hands. It's great for us, but I hate it. I hate it every time I use it. Yeah. But I will use it because, you know, budget. But exactly. Uh, basically, for me personally, I really like to find a brand that I know has a commitment to safety, and then I I can um, kind of learn from them and learn if I like what I like and what I don't from them. Right. Um, but I definitely really think this is just a process. It's just yeah. taking one step at a time. So if the only thing that you do is focus on, say your shampoo or say one ingredient, like the parabens, that is still really purposeful and impactful. Those small changes definitely add up and you impact your health, so. We only have a few more minutes, but I have like a hundred more questions. So we'll have to probably do this again, but 
what are, I know other people are going to want to know this too. What are some of your favorite products for you personally or for your family that you could share? Yeah. So um, I have a lot. I think one of the harder ones to find, and you had mentioned this before, which is why I'm bringing it up for us was laundry detergent. I felt mm -hmm. like I tried a ton of laundry detergents. Mm -hmm. and either they were so safe that they really didn't seem to work well for us or right. they were just like so borderline. Like I know there's fragrance in this, but everything else is good or whatever it might be. That took me a long time to find, but I really like Rock and Green is the brand. Mm -hmm. And then they have a formulation for active wear mm -hmm. that has been great for us, especially with my husband who works outside and just can get quite dirty. Right. I do love Beauty Counter's baby wash. It's just super gentle. And I love that I can use it with Chloe, my daughter, and not worry about what's going on her skin. And then I like Young Living's Thieves Cleaner, which is just this like concentrated bottle that you can pretty much dilute and make for cleaning basically anything in your house. That's a great one. I really like Beauty Counters. They're, it's a makeup product. It's a tinted moisturizer with SPF called Dew Skin. Just because most days I'm not doing much more than washing my face and putting on a moisturizer. Um, so I really like that and that it has the sun protection. Um, I mean, I could keep going. I know we don't have a ton of time, but yeah. yeah. We may have you add or share some of those or we can do this again. Cause I think yeah. um, what I don't love is experimenting with products and then not liking it. And then it's like, I want to keep, I want to use it because I spent the money, but it's not safe or it's not effective. Right. Um, so I love getting recommendations. So I think other people would as well. Yes. I love that. We could do a whole um, show just on favorite products and let people, yeah. you know, give their input. Yeah. Um, as we wrap up, would you say any, uh, you've given lots of great recommendations, suggestions, but any other tips that you'd say for anybody starting this journey, mm. any quick takeaways um, for making these changes towards healthier products in their home? Ooh, um, I would say, one thing, just like a quick exercise, is just take like three minutes, go to your bathroom, mm -hmm. pull out just whatever three items you use every day, and look and see, does it have fragrance listed? Does it have the pegs listed that we talked about? Does it have the parabens, right? Just see if what you learned from or what you heard listening today, if those items are in there, and just kind of be curious about what might be in the stuff that you put on your body every day. Um, I mean, especially when I think about what I put on my children, I do believe that learning about this and just gaining awareness, like you had mentioned earlier, Ashley, is huge. So the more that you can be thinking about it, the more that over time you're naturally going to make those changes because you care about your health and you care about your family's health. So I would just say try that one simple exercise and see how your products are lining up and maybe even scan them with that Think Dirty or EWG Healthy Living app and just kind of start that process of learning what is in what you already use. That's great. Well, Melissa, one of my friends just said she would love a show just on favorite products. So I oh, think we will have to do that. That's I would like love that. that. I, that's one of my favorite things is, is to learn from other people what they're loving and using that is yeah. 
and what's effective right. for them and all of that. So that's great. Um, so if somebody did want to get in touch with you, um, what is the best way to do that? Uh, yeah, I would love to get in touch with anyone who's interested in any of this. And my probably best form of contact would be email. Um, so yeah, there's my email address is Amy spelled with an I. So A-M-I, Elizabeth, and then my last name, Hoy, at gmail.com. I'd love to connect with you. Thanks, awesome. Well, I think people would love to maybe talk more about this or even um, maybe try some of those favorite beauty counter products that you were mentioning. So all those are really great. Well, thanks for taking time to chat. I think people have some wheels turning in their head. I know I do. Uh, I think I'm going to run up and look at my shampoo. I'm like, I haven't wanted to look because it smells so good, but <laughs> uh, probably should go and take a look at it. Um, so thank you for your time. And we'll do something like this again. But I appreciate you just sharing so much of your journey and yeah. just the passion you have around it. So yeah, thank you so much for having me, Ashley. You're welcome. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. If you have questions, reach out to me or Amy, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for joining me today. And if you connected with something that was said, I hope you will share this with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for sharing this journey with me at home, where it all begins. <laughs>